Hello and welcome to Letitia's Virtual Couch. Today, I want to discuss fatherless daughters. Yes, fatherless daughters. I know a lot of times we we discuss the ramifications and the consequences of not having a father for men, but what does that look like for women? Yeah, this is going to be a deep discussion today, so please do not go anywhere after this break. Come back. And uh, yeah, you may want to share this podcast with someone else, um, your friends, different ones in your family, if you're a man, um, even people that you've dated before. You probably have seen some of these things that I'm going to discuss today. And so the whole goal of this podcast, just like my other ones, so this one is no different, is for you to have a little grace with people and just to learn some takeaways and start to incorporate them into your own life okay so we're gonna get into some heavy things today so get whatever you need to get comfortable on the comfortable virtual couch okay so please stay tuned The information provided on this platform is for informational purposes only. If you ever find yourself becoming triggered, please refrain from listening. If you ever feel like you want to hurt yourself or hurt someone else, please dial 911 or report to your nearest emergency room. Thank you. Let's talk fatherless daughters. What is a fatherless daughter exactly? Fatherless daughter syndrome, known as daddy issues, is an emotional disorder that stems from issues with trust and lack of self-esteem that leads to a cycle of repeated dysfunctional decisions and relationships with men. I think we all can kind of think of some people who would fit in this category, right? And I will say before I go on, being a fatherless daughter doesn't always mean that the father is absent physically. Yeah. Because guess what? You can have a father in the home who's not a father in the home, right? Basically, he's there and body, but not there emotionally for his daughter. And I know several people that I can think about that sort of fit this category, okay? So I wanted to just say that. So I wanted to go on and I wanted to speak on the impact of fathers on a child's development. 
I know with Father's Day just, you know, passing us by, we don't see a lot of the fanfare that we see for Mother's Day, right? You know, you see the different um, flower commercials and jewelry commercials and the vendors on the street. And for Father's Day, it's just like crickets. And I think that's sad because there are a lot of fathers out here who are doing, I mean, just a tremendous, great job. And um, I have different ones in my um, in my life who are the custodial parent of their children. And I know that must be hurtful to not be recognized, but I know you men do it um, not for the recognition, but I just wanted to give you your flowers and let you know that there's some women out here that appreciate you and keep up the good work and just to let you know that you're loved, okay? And that your presence in your child's life is so important, even if the the mother is trying to keep you away, do whatever it takes to fight, okay? Keep on going. There's resources out here for you. If you even you need me, you know, email me because I know various resources um, in my personal sphere as well, okay? So there's a project called the Fatherhood Project. It's a nonprofit fatherhood program seeking to improve the health and well-being of children and families by empowering fathers to be knowledgeable, active, and emotionally engaged with their children. Now, they did a research to show the impact of father engagement on childhood development in the various stages, okay? So I want to list 10 facts that were collected during the research. Okay, number one. Fathers and infants can be equally as attached as mothers and infants. When both parents are involved with the child, infants are attached to both parents from the beginning of life. Number two, father involvement is related to positive child health outcomes in infants, such as improved weight gain in preterm infants and improved breastfeeding rates. That's amazing, right? Father involvement, and this is number three, using authoritative parenting, which is loving with clear boundaries and expectations. So authoritative is different from authoritarian. Okay, so let's get that clear. Authoritarian is basically do as I say, not as I do. You don't have a voice. And authoritative is basically um, a parent who is assertive, they're loving, they are, um, they have structure, they are educating the child on clear boundaries, expectations, and they allow the child to also have a voice. So with authoritative parenting, it was shown that it leads to better emotional, academic, social, and behavioral outcomes for children. Okay. Number four, Children who feel a closeness to their father are twice as likely as those who do not to enter college or find stable employment after high school. 75% less likely to have a teen birth, 80% less likely to spend time in jail, and half as likely to experience multiple depression symptoms. Number five, fathers occupy a critical role in child development. Father's absence hinder development from early infancy through childhood and into adulthood. 
the psychological harm of father absence experienced during childhood persists throughout the life course. Number six, the quality of the father-child relationship matters more than the specific amount of hours spent together. Wow. Let's read that again. The quality of the child, the father-child relationship matters more than the specific amount of hours spent together. Quality over quantity. That's it in a nutshell, okay? You can have a father who spend all the time in the world, but if the quality isn't there, that shows that it really doesn't matter, okay? Um, Non-resident fathers can have positive effects on children's social and emotional well-being as well as academic achievement and behavioral adjustment. Meaning, fathers, if you're not in the home with your child, that's okay because you can do better than some fathers who actually are in the home because your quality is better. And I said that um, earlier when it comes to the fatherless daughters, you have a lot of fatherless daughters who have fathers in the home. (laughs) And that's exactly what I mean. Okay, number seven, high levels of father involvement are correlated with higher levels of sociability, confidence and self-control in children. Children with involved fathers are less likely to act out in school or engage in risky behaviors in adolescence. Number eight, children with actively involved fathers are 43% more likely to earn A's in school and 33% less likely to repeat a grade than those without engaged dads. So yes, dads have a very, very, very strong impact on the academic success of children, okay? Number nine, father engagement reduces the frequency of behavioral problems in boys while also decreasing delinquency and economic disadvantage in low-income families. Wow. And so a lot of these things are kind of self-explanatory or kind of common sense because we know that fathers, especially for boys, they serve as a role model, okay? Um, This is how a boy is, um, this is how he gains his identity. This is how he formulates who he is internally and externally, right? This is how he learn morals and values, how to treat women, and just how to treat people in society as a whole, okay? The father is very, very um, vital and essential for that, for the identity of of our boys. And for girls, it's more so um, self-esteem and how to interact with men in relationships. So her identity is also gained from her father, but just in a different way. Um, she looks at the father to be a model of how to interact and um, and what treatment she accepts from men, okay? So number 10, this is the last of the research findings. Father engagement reduces psychological problems and rates of depression in young women. Woo, wow, that's a biggie, that's a biggie. And uh, I wanna read that again. Father engagement reduces psychological problems 
and rates of depression in young women. This is how I always can know. (laughs) This is how I always know, rather, when the father really wasn't there. Now, of course, there's other factors, but um, how a woman moves with men is usually a telltale sign that the father wasn't really there physically or emotionally or both, okay? So basically, the impact that fathers and father figures can have is quite substantial. So their absence would understandably be just as significant, right? And outright detrimental. So when I come back, I want to go more in detail about the impact of a father's absence from research, okay? So please stay tuned for more. Hey, welcome to Letitia's Audience Concept. Don't forget to drop those voice messages on the Anchor app. And you know Letitia at virtualcouchpodcast1 at gmail.com. Now, let's listen in. According to the 2007, and I know that was a few years back, but a lot of these stats are still relevant today. And um, if I find some most recent stats, but I will say a lot of these stats are very consistent and um, they may have even increased a little bit, but um, I like to give more recent stats, but in some instances, A couple of years back is not going to do too much harm. Now, if this was in the 90s, I probably would kind of cringe a little bit, but it's still within a cool little time frame. But again, I always like to do follow-up stories if I have some new and upcoming and more recent information that will um, not only suit your taste, but um, also continue to elevate you because I don't want uh, you to have outdated information and be running with that, right? But um, from my research, this is the most recent stats according, um, that's pertaining to father's absence, okay? So enough of all of that. (laughs) According to the 2007 UNICF report, on the well-being of children in economically advanced nations. Children in the US, Canada, and the UK rank extremely low in regard to social and emotional well-being in particular. Many theories have explored to explain, have been explored rather to explain the poor state of our nation's children. However, a factor that has been largely ignored particularly among child and family policymakers is the prevalence and devastating effects of father absence in children's lives. So there it is again, the impact of the father in the home doesn't only affect the children in the U.S., but Canada and the U.K. Um, as you see, and have, as you've heard rather, Um, rank extremely low in regard to social emotional well-being right so that means that fathers have a big impact they have a big impact on social and emotional development in children so let's go further for starters studies repeatedly show that children without fathers positively present in the home suffer greatly 
even before a child is born, their father's attitudes regarding the pregnancy behaviors during the prenatal period and the relationship between the father and mother may indirectly influence risk for adverse birth outcomes. Now that is deep, and I'm gonna tell you how deep it is. We see a lot of poor attitudes in predominantly, and I'm not saying all, but in predominantly low income um, homes. And this is when, you know, the premarital sex, and I'm not the moral police here for this episode, at least. <laughs> we see a lot of that in um, in impoverished communities, right? And a lot of our impoverished uh, citizens are people of color. And so what does that say? You know, when you have poor attitudes, because sometimes poor attitudes is going to come from uh, unplanned pregnancy, Right. And when there's no relationship between the mother and the father. So, you know, when you're laying down with someone, just always know a baby can be born. Okay. And a lot of times you don't even like this person. You just like that person for the moment because of how they make you feel sexually. But you really don't even know this person. And so just think about laying down women and men, you laying down too, that a baby can be born and you know, this is a life that you're responsible for, but I tend to have a more communal stance when I talk about these issues. You're not only responsible for them, we are as well. These kids are, you know, they're not born in a silo. They are going to school with our children and their behavior, um, you know, problems and issues and their social issues, they still can affect our children who were born and raised with the father in the home, the mother in the home. And I do take, it takes a village stance. And I'm not going to leave that alone. I'm not going to say that that's a wrong way of thinking because it does take a village, right? I'm not going to negate the fact that children, they just thrive better when everyone is involved, not just in the family, but outside of the family as well. So it is all of our responsibility to see to it that our children are raised right. But it starts at the very beginning. The decisions that the mothers and the fathers are making and even procreating. Okay. And I'm an avid believer that all children are here for a reason, right? They all have a purpose, but they all deserve a fighting chance at life in the very beginning. And those things lie and rest with the adults and the decisions that they're making. Okay, so enough of my soapbox uh, speech. In early childhood, studies show that school-aged children with good relationships with their fathers were less likely to experience depression, to exhibit disruptive behavior, or to lie. Wow! (laughs) That's deep because I know a lot of liars, a lot of frauds out here among us people. Be careful. (laughs) But overall, they were more likely to exhibit pro-social behavior. Wow. Okay. So let's read that again. Overall, they were far more likely to exhibit pro-social behavior. In adolescence, the implications of fatherlessness homes are incredible as these children are more likely to experience the effects of 
poverty. Wow. So children who didn't have fathers present in the home in adolescence, it can have implications of later poverty. Wow. So that shows that fathers are, they just serve as great um, role models. They just serve as a great impact for our children on many facets, many levels. This is a deep, deep, deep multifaceted issue. Um, And so we just need our fathers to take a stance and stay in the home if it's healthy, because I'm not one to say stay in a situation if it's not healthy for the fathers too, right? Because men, as we know, they experience DV as well, right? So if it's not healthy, no. But as I alluded to before, even if you're not in the home, the quality is what counts. It's the quality. So fathers that are in the home and doing absolutely nothing do worse than fathers who are not in the home who are in their child's life and, you know, serving as their role model, speaking life into their children, um, seeing to it, see um, to it that they are emotionally and socially developing adequately, right? So fathers, you matter, okay? Even if you're not at the home with the mother, because I know a lot of you have dealt with that, where the mothers weaponize the children against you because of your relationship, but press forward and that's why they have courts. And I know it's easier said than done because that takes a lot of money. And I know sometimes the court can be a little bit biased towards you, but um, there's a lot of programs out there um, that can help you with your paternity issues and even pro bono attorneys that can help you as well. Okay. So you can Google those things and, um, yeah, and acts around. And um, at the end of this episode, I may also give you some resources um, that you may can um, research as well and, and utilize, okay? So former President George W. Bush, even while he was in office, addressed the issue stating over the past four decades, fatherlessness has emerged as one of our greatest social problems. We know that children who grow up with absent fathers can suffer lasting damage, as I've alluded to quite uh, um, much in this episode, right? They're more likely to end up in poverty or drop out of school, become addicted to drugs, have a child out of wedlock, or end up in prison. Fatherlessness is not only caused, well, I'm sorry, fatherlessness is not the only cause of these things, but our nation must recognize it as an important factor. And that's just the whole communal thing again, right? It takes a village because just look at the results of not having a father in the home, the poverty, the drugs, uh, being out of prison. Like I, I said before, this is not just an isolated problem. This problem can affect all of us. So it's all of our responsibilities to see to it that fathers are present in the home, whether it we have to do more programs and um, have more podcasts to show men that they're really needed and to press forward. I know it gets hard again, 
when you had a relationship with someone that you barely knew and you really don't like this person. But it's not about them. It's about the child. And if you have to suffer through that, then that's what you just have to do, right? So narratively speaking, many individuals can attest to the fact that lasting impact of not having a father present, right, can have a very lasting impact. Um, They struggle with feelings of abandonment as as well. And I didn't really allude to that, the abandonment issues and the low self-esteem due to not having a father's love in their lives. And we see this very, very prevalent with daughters, um, the abandonment issues and the low self-esteem. And they, a lot of times, try to find this in men, right? Some have turned to drugs, as I've alluded to before, alcohol, risky sexual activities, unhealthy relationships, or other destructive behaviors to numb the pains of fatherlessness. And we see this a lot, yes, in boys, but a lot of time in girls, a lot of time in women, okay? Um, It hasn't been stated here, but I know just even in my practice, fathers, um, daughters who really haven't had fathers in the home, or women, um, if you will, they're also more prone to, well, it said risky sexual behavior, so to be sexual assaulted as well. Because if you're engaging in more risky sexual behaviors by just being with partners that you don't know, you are opening yourself up to um, being more prone to sexual assault as well, okay? And that takes a woman on a spiral, downward spiral as well with depression, anxiety, and just a host of other problems. Um, Increased um, promiscuity and just a list of other things that I've alluded to here, even with your drug and alcohol abuse, okay? Although the absence of their father is not an isolated risk factor, it definitely um, can take a toll on one's development, as I've mentioned time and time and time again. So when I come back, um, I want to go into what psychology today um, is basically stand from their, stating from their research on father, fatherlessness. <laughs> That's a tongue twister, right? Um, yeah fatherlessness is um it's not really talked about um when it um when it comes to girls when it comes to women i think we have our own discussions about it amongst ourselves but i wanted to have a podcast um, episode really driving home the impact of fathers not only on boys but our women and our girls as well okay so when i return I want to discuss um, Psychology Today research, some of their findings as well. And I know before I gave um, 10 things or 10 um, ways that not having a father present in the home, um, quality wise, (laughs) um, can have an effect. So Psychology Today, they also have a list of 15 things, and um, I think they're quite interesting. A lot of them overlap, but there are some new um, findings as well. So please stay tuned. Drop some more gems on you. Drop some more gems on the t-shirt. The t-shirt. 
Drop some more gems on them. What about when we've heard women in this room say and women uh, uh, watching us say, but I didn't want to do to my children what my father had done to me. So I'm staying with him so my children will have a father. But what you focus on grows. I don't want my children to experience what I experience. That's the focus. That's what you create. Yeah. What you focus on grows. Again, it's magnifying the againstness. I don't want that. I don't want that. I don't want that. But you're not saying what you do want. You're focusing on what you don't want. Okay, so let's get to it. How do we heal it? Well, first of all, this is everybody just clutch your pearls right now. <laughs> you actually have pearls to clutch. I just got, I got my pearl. Let me just clutch. <laughs> clutch my pearls right now. One of the first things that we have to do is tell the absolute truth. Radical, gut-level, honest truth. And it starts with, I'm a daddyless daughter. Let me hear that. Okay, now, I don't want you to say it from here up. I want you to get down in your body and really sit in it. I'm a daddyless daughter. I'm a daddyless daughter. You just said that's hard. Yeah. Who, who, who has ever, really? What, what happened? It's hard. That, it's, that's very hard. Very to hard. Tell me why. To, to acknowledge, it's true. But acknowledgement is the first step towards healing. Tell me why that's difficult to acknowledge. Because that's not the story I like to tell myself. But is it your truth? It's the truth. See, no, so I'm what's not the story the you truth. tell yourself? I tell myself that he just doesn't matter to me. And that's a lie? That's a lie. Okay, so I'm a daddyless daughter. I'm a daddyless daughter. daughter. And what I really feel about my father is... That I love him and I wish he were a part of my life. And, and because he's not a part of my life, I feel... I feel worthless sometimes. Yeah. And the way I cover up... Is your gonna break? That funny spot on the virtual couch. And get ready to hear our girl Letitia drop some more gems on ya. Drop some more gems on them. The T-shirt. The T-shirt stays dropping those gems. Don't forget to hit my girl up on the Anchor app message feature on Spotify. And at Virtual Couch Podcast One at gmail.com. According to Psychology Today, the results of father absence on children are nothing short of disastrous along a number of dimensions. Number one out of 15, children's diminished self-concept and compromised physical and emotional security. Children consistently report feeling abandoned when their fathers are not involved in their lives struggling with their emotions in episodic bouts of self-lashing. Self-loathing, not lashing. <laughs> Number two, behavior problems. Fatherless children have more difficulties with social adjustment and are more likely to report problems with friendships and manifest behavior problems. Many develop a swaggering, intimidating persona in an attempt to disguise their underlying fears. 
resentments, anxieties, and unhappiness. Three, truancy and poor academic performance. 71% of high school dropouts are fatherless. Fatherless children have more trouble academically, score poorly on tests of reading, mathematics, and thinking skills. Children from father-absent homes are more likely to play truant from school, more likely to be excluded from school, more likely to leave school at age 16, and less likely to attain academic and professional qualifications in adulthood. Delinquency, this is number five, you guys, or is it four? (laughs) At any rate, just bear with me. (laughs) Delinquency and youth crime, including violent crime, 85% of youth in prison have an absent father. Fatherless children have more likely, or more likely rather, to attend and go to jail as adults. Promiscuity and teen pregnancy. Fatherless children are more likely to experience problems with sexual health, including a greater likelihood of having intercourse before the age of 16, foregoing contraception, during first intercourse, becoming teenage parents, and contracting sexually transmitted infection slash diseases. Girls manifest in object hunger for males and in experiencing and inexperiencing the emotional loss of their fathers egocentrically as a rejection of them become susceptible to exploitation by adult men. And this is deep. Um, I can almost always know when there's some trauma there. I look at people's sexual prowess, and I'm going to be honest with you, sexual prowess, prowess, <laughs> um, because it's just not normal for a woman to act that way. I'm just going to be honest with you, and you may be offended, but I'm just being honest with you. Um, we're more conservative when it comes to that. Now, I'm not saying that you can't do what you do. But when it's just out there for everyone, I know there's trauma there. Even though people, I will say women, want to say it's like sexual liberation and all that stuff, I know when there's hurt and pain there. You can't fool me. I've been doing this for a while and I'm a trauma therapist. And it's just not normal for um, a teenager or even a woman because I see women doing this and it's so cringeworthy. They think it's really cute and it's sexy, but it's not. Um, They're really hurt inside and they're really searching for themselves and searching for a lot of times their father and men who can care less about them. And it's really sad. Um, I'm thinking of someone right now, to be honest with you, she may even be listening to this podcast, but 40 years old and still fixated in teenage years. I expect that to be a teenage uh, teenager doing these things. But when you're 40 with kids... Um, it's quite sad. (laughs) I'm going to be honest with you because this is the stage when we should be passing the torch and teaching the youth um, from our mistakes. And then we're still making them because I know some young adults and even teenagers that are moving um, well in life and just moving with purpose. And when you are that age with children involved, I'm sorry, it's very sad. Um, There's a lot of people out here that are on stages trying to educate other people who really need to be in some therapy for some healing. I'm going to be honest with you. And the reason why I don't cut women slack who do this is because 
When you are on platforms and you're trying to portray something that you're not, you're actually bleeding on people and it's very toxic. So again, and I say this all the time, even in my post on social media, be careful who you allow to speak in your children's life. Please vet them because everybody out here that's saying that they're one way, they are not living that life and it's dangerous. We definitely don't want um, just anyone speaking into our children, our girls' life, nor our boys, okay? Please vet people. <laughs> vet them out. I'm just letting you know, okay? So enough of that. Uh, drug and alcohol abuse. Fatherless children are more likely to smoke, drink alcohol, and abuse drugs in childhood and adulthood. Okay, the next one, homelessness. 90% of runaway children have an absent father. Okay, so moving right along, because I don't really know what the number is and I don't want to um, say the wrong number, so I'm just going uh, to the next one, you guys. Exploitation and abuse. Fatherless children are at greater risk of suffering physical, emotional, and sexual abuse, being five times more likely to have experienced physical abuse wow and emotional maltreatment with a 100 percent 100 times higher risk of fatal abuse a recent study reported that preschoolers not living with both of their biological parents are 40 times more likely to be sexually abused and why do you why do you think that is i would think because um, when you just have more set of eyes, you have more people that are guarding your children. And I'm just going to be honest with that. It's not rocket science. When you have another person in the home, um, rearing the child, you have more eyes and more protection. And especially the father's role, because the father's role is one of a protector, right? They're the ones that usually are setting the structure and protecting the family. So I could definitely see that. Physical health problems, fatherless children report significantly more psychosomatic health symptoms and illnesses such as acute and chronic pain, asthma, headaches, and stomach aches. Okay, um, moving right along, and I think this is 12. <laughs> Mental health disorders, father absence, um, the children are consistently overrepresented on a range on a wide range of mental health problems particularly anxiety depression and suicide wow so those are the mental health implications okay i think this is 13 life chances as adults fatherless children are more likely to experience unemployment have low incomes remain on social assistance and experience homelessness 14 Future relationships. Father absent children tend to enter partnerships earlier, are more likely to divorce or dissolve their cohabitating unions, and are more likely to have children outside of marriage or outside of any partnership. In 15, oh, I was in the right order. Mortality. Fatherless children are more likely to die as children and live an average of four years less over the lifespan that last one is really troubling wow so not having a father in the home can affect a child's lifespan wow now that's deep so um i want to take another break i hope you allow that to marinate i don't like to go to the next thing um 
you know, when I have something heavy like that, when I'm reading list and something that I just want you to soak in, I just want that to soak in for a minute, even if you have to, you know, pause this podcast, but that's deep, you know, fathers are very important. So we just need to get back to having our men be in rightful position. I'm just being honest with you. We need our men back in right standing and rifle positions so um when i come back i want to go more in detail about fatherless daughters and how growing up without a dad affects women um just on a emotional physical and um mental um scale okay so please stay tuned So step number two, after tell the radical truth, is be willing to give up the story about who daddy was, who daddy wasn't, how your life would have been had he been there, what you didn't have because he wasn't there, what you could have had had he been there. Just be willing to give the story. And whatever your story is, whatever it has been, I want you to break it down into a simple sentence. Daddy gone. Excuse me. Can we put a can we put a verb in no, there? No, you don't need a verb. There's no need for a verb. Hello. You don't even need to buy a vowel. <laughs> Daddy go. Daddy go. Or if you that. prefer, Daddy is gone. <laughs> See, Daddy go. Don't that feel better? Daddy go. Say that. Daddy go. Daddy go. Also, your, your a lot of you are mothers. And I hope that for your own sons, who you are covering for, who are not handling their business with their children, I hope you recognize that you're playing a role in this right now. That 51 years later, that woman is still hurting because somebody's mother didn't check their son to go and handle his business. Talk the talk. Okay. Okay. Talk the talk. Reverend Steve Perry. But, but you know, really, that, that, that's true. Reverend Playing Stop. the role because of the story you tell yourself that I don't want to upset him or I don't want them to feel what I, whatever the story is. So here the real healing is, is tell the radical truth, tell about what you feel. Then I want you to tell your story. I want you to tell it in full-blown living color that you would submit to Spielberg. Then if you have five pages, I want you to break that down to one page. Then I want you to break that down to half a page. Then I want you to get your fantasy story about daddy down to 10 words or less. Really? Daddy gone. Two, right? That just takes all the stuff. I am not encouraging poor <laughs> grammar. <laughs> daddy oh, is gone. It's so brilliant what you've said for this reason. Uh, First of all, there are a lot of people carrying all of this hurt and pain. And it's coming out in all kinds of different places. Yes. And they don't know why, and they don't know where, and they've gone, they've become comfortable with it. Yeah. Right? And they're just living with it, and they could live with it the rest of their lives if they don't take this moment to acknowledge what it is, and then this idea, because it's so big, all the things that happened, everything he didn't do, everything you hope, it's so big it could fill up a book. That's right. Forcing people to make this, make this what it is. Yeah. It's just a few sentences in your life that you don't have to live out the entire 
before the break, I was waking up the impact that fatherlessness can have on women, on daughters. So I wanted to go into what kind of absent father do you have? Because there are many reasons why a father may be absent, right? It's not all the time um, as a result of negligence and abandonment. Sometimes it could be the death of a father. So I just wanted to read a few quotes um, to just wake some things up for you. So what does it look like? So here's a few quotes um, that I will be reading. And uh, let me know if any of these resonate with you. When my parents broke up, he stopped participating in my life. I think that happens a lot in divorce. And fathers, if you're hearing me out there, when you break up um, with your wife, significant other, or whatever, when children are a result of these unions, you don't stop becoming a father. And I know, and I said it before, I know it may be difficult to deal with the person, right? And that's why you need to be careful who you sleep with. And that's another thing. Every time you sleep with someone, that person can be the mother or father of your child. Yes. So if you really don't know them, (laughs) oh my God. Uh, That's why we see a lot of children that are reared in just toxicity and chaos and drama and it does have an effect on their development it just does and the cycle a lot of times continue until someone just say okay enough is enough and we're not having this anymore okay let's go on my father is physically present but emotionally absent i wonder how many of these um How many of you out there can um, identify with this one? Um, I know people personally that their father's in the home and by their behavior, you couldn't tell. (laughs) I'm just going to be honest with you. And that's not to put all the responsibility on the father because guess what? Some children and some, you know, some things are chemical imbalances and some things, you know what? Some people can just do their own thing, but I always know when there's some kind of trauma there as well. And just because a father's in the home doesn't mean that a a child can't be traumatized from external um, forces as well, okay? Another one, my father died, and that happens a lot too, right? Where your father was there, but he, he passed away, and so you are considered a fatherless daughter, okay? His substance abuse or addictions present a prevent prevented a relationship. I said present, so I apologize for that. So let me read that again. His substance addictions prevented a relationship. And that also happens a lot too, where someone's addiction just took over them. And you know, if you have dealt with someone with addiction, and thank God I haven't dealt with it in my family per se. Um It just takes a toll on the whole family, not just the person who is suffering and enduring the addiction, but the entire family is, um, you know, is damaged by this. They're affected by this. They are all a part of this person's addiction. 
um, they're like collateral damage, if you will. Okay, so that is definitely real. He's incarcerated. Wow, that's a biggie. And that happens a lot where the father is incarcerated, sometimes even for life. But just even um, any length of time, it takes that quality that I spoke of before, right, out of the home. Um, you can't parent behind the wall. <laughs> I mean, some some try to. And I've heard some some wonderful stories about how parents were able to still kind of rear their children, but you know it's not the same. The, the person is not in the home. The father's not in the home to really be a physical present as well, which, you know, I don't want to say that um, quality is always, but you know, we want the, the physical presence there as well. Of course, quality, but quality mixed with physical is always good because we want a quality parent but we also want a quality physical parent there, right? Physical father. I never met my father in a little or nothing about him. And that is a lot of stories um, for a lot of daughters. You know, the father was never present. You know, the mother became pregnant and the father was out of there. And so, again, be careful who you lay with. <laughs> okay? So, um, does the reason affect the result of fatherlessness? So, let's, re- let's read this part of the article. Half of the daughters in the U.S. self-identify as having no father in their lives, but the reasons for that fatherlessness vary, as I alluded to just um, above, right? Approximately 28% lost their connection to their dad via divorce or separation, while 26% cite emotional absence as the reason for the estrangement. So the emotional, see, there it is again, where a father could pop, you know, could possibly been in the home, but the emotional presence just wasn't there. Or he may be outside of the home and the same thing could happen. 19% lost their fathers to death, 13% to abandonment, 13% to addiction, 12% to abuse and 4% to incarceration. 6% um, 6% say they never met their father. Wow, so 6%, I would have thought the percentage would have been a little higher. Um, but it l- lets you know that fathers could be present, but a lot of times they're emotionally or not there or incarceration and things of that sort. But I, I really didn't think that the ones who never met their father would be so low. I thought it would be higher than that. Certainly, a daughter whose loving dad passed away when she was 15 would be affected differently than a daughter whose father abandoned her when she was born. Quite understandably, right? Um, Not saying that the impact still wouldn't be there, but at least a 15-year-old knew that her father cared for her and... um, can hold on to memories, right? If they were possible, of course. Okay? Unfortunately, uh, many studies do not account for the reasons um, for fatherlessness. So the reasons why. The effects of fatherlessness can be mitigated by many factors. Daughters who brought up, who are brought up in households with a loving or very involved step-parent or participating grandparents 
or other extended family members will probably not experience the same lasting wounds and negative impact of a father's abandonment. Now that's very, very deep. So these are what we call buffers, right? The mitigating factors that kind of buffer the child. Um, Not saying that the father's effects still wouldn't be there, the absence still wouldn't be there, But that goes to show again that it takes a village to raise a child. So there's things that we can absolutely do um, to buffer those negative effects, okay? Right, so what are the emotional effects of being abandoned by a father? And we already went over some, but I want to go over some again as um, this article kind of um, adds some more. Compared to those with healthy paternal relationships, fatherless Women report feeling less happy and lower levels of well-being. Wow. Higher levels of frustration, anger, and anger-related depression. Difficulty navigating the emotions of intimate relationships and overwhelming fears of abandonment. Now, this is really, really deep. We can do a whole episode on this portion alone. And let me just um, highlight the last one. Well, you know what? I'm going to go over all of them again. Um, Feeling less happy and lower levels of well-being. So that lets you know that the father has a lot to do with the emotional connectedness that a person feels within themselves. The happiness and the well-being Um, that a person feels internally. Second, higher levels of frustration, anger, and anger-related depression. Now, this is deep. This is really deep. So this lets us know that the self-regulation of the emotion has a lot to do with the father being present. And and we're not going to say that the mother... Um, doesn't have this so well because we know mothers are very significant and important. But I just want to highlight more how the father, you know, a lot of times we just think fathers are just throwaway. Oh, he's just there to provide. No, the fathers have a very great role. And just think of the word protection. It's not just physical. It's also emotional, right? The father sets the standard. And you probably hear, because I'm going to insert some um, episodes from Oprah Winfrey um, and um, Yelena Bazant, that the father is like, it holds, he holds the structure. He sets the standard even for her dating relationships. Um, what a good man looks like, of course, if he's a good man himself, of course, but we're going to talk about the positive fathers here. So, um, three, difficulty navigating the emotions of intimate relationships and overwhelming fears of abandonment. The clingy females. This always, always catch my attention. When a woman is overly clingy in her relationships and just can't seem to let go, I always point to is something there. Of course, it can just be trauma, some other trauma, but I always question what type of father, especially if the father was there, I'm like, something is going on there. My therapist brain just gets to working like, okay, something has to be there. Yeah, so I just wanted to unpack that a little bit. When I come back, I want to 
um, talk more about growing up without a dad and how it shapes um, who we are. I want to, um, yeah, just talk about that a little bit more. So please stay tuned for more. I didn't even know my father. I didn't meet him until I was 15. I wondered what was wrong with me. Why wasn't I good enough? Nobody ever told me that you deserve to have someone who, who loves you unconditionally. You deserve to have all of the things that your heart desires. How do you heal that little girl inside of you to make yourself feel valued and feel worthy? How do you, how do you fix her? Wow. Is that your baby? baby? Did she have a dad? Was her dad in her life? Um, their dad, these are all three of my girls. Oh, lovely. And, and I stayed with their dad in a very toxic relationship for far too long because I did not want them to feel like I did growing up without a dad. That's one of the ways that our ache shows up is that we sacrifice ourselves to try to prevent our children from experiencing what we experience. And in the meantime, in the process, sacrifice our children. We sacrifice our children. Do, do you get that's what you did? I, I get that. Yeah. yeah. How are the other ways the pain shows up? Well, of course, the promiscuity. That's, that's huge. I mean, sleeping with frogs, fruit, anything. <laughs> The men are shaking their heads because that that's, shows up in your school. That's all. That's yeah. promiscuity is the main thing. It's it's it is rarely seen as self mutilation, but that's exactly it is. what it's it is. Absolutely, it's, it's, it's violence. You know, we, we often, when we look at uh, young girls who are dealing with pain, we think of self mutilation as the cutting and yeah. it all that that too. But the self mutilation of allowing your, someone to physically enter you is and knowing that you don't care about yourself. Enough to say. Wow, that's a big one. That 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 at least you have to have. That's something. a big tweet, tweet, Doctor Perry. Well, you know that self mutilation comes in the form of uh, promiscuity, promiscuity, yeah. and that it's violence against yourself. I never thought of it that way before. Did you all? So, well, y'all are smarter than I. You know the thing that the thing that the thing that shocks me uh, with uh, these young uh, girls uh, is that they're doing things, and when you ask them. They don't even necessarily like the guys that much. No. I'm like, why did you do that? You don't even like the guy? This is like not even. Why are they, and, why did they say they're And children? you know what? They don't know. It's the whole. No, 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 he was nice to me. He was nice to me. No, no, no. And it, I wish it was just, it stopped in high school. No, it does not. It does not. But what, what a father or, or very important father figure does for the young ladies with whom I work is it sets the standards. That's right. Amen. Amen. Because Let's get an amen to standards. All right. Standards. But how many and of us that's live without them? That's, that's how many lacking. of us have lived without them? Standards. Standards. Raise your hand. So, so what happens is if one of Jeff's students or one of my students comes to me with this little ugly boy, 
And she knows how I feel about him. She looks, she knows, she, because we've got that thing, she's yeah. got that relationship, and she knows that when she brings in a Mr. Canada, he's going to look at her like she stinks. But, but she brought him there for that too. purpose. Uh, ugly boys need love. He, does, he ugly, needs ugly in other ways. I know, in spirit. A person who presents himself in an ugly way, and, and I think you understand. Because what, what, what you all do, you set the standard that says you deserve better. Well, you, deserve, right. you deserve better, and, and I will not accept Anything oh, yeah. less from you, because oh, yeah. you know what happens? This is it's a funny dynamic that happens when you see that kid, his pants are hanging down, yeah. and you with, you're not with my daughter looking. So a whole physical male oh, yeah. thing happens. You suddenly are looking down at this boy, and this girl is looking like, oh, you're not no man. That's the man over here, because oh, yeah. he is telling you no. Hey, this is your girl, Letitia, coming to you from the virtual couch. I want to take a little bit of your time today to discuss how to find the right therapist. Now, like with anything, your hairstylist, your gardener, your medical doctor, it may take a few tries before you find the right fit. Finding the right therapist is no different. So stay the course and don't give up. Also, I want to empower you to ask questions. Do not feel like you're being intrusive by asking questions because guess what? This is the person that's going to lead you and guide you towards your healing. And this is a very important partnership. So I will say this even as a therapist myself, if a therapist becomes offended by any questions that you may have, just like with any other individual that I discussed before, like your doctor, your gardener, whoever, someone you know, working on your home. If they become offended, you're probably not gonna hire them, right? Exactly. Your therapist is no different. So don't feel offended. Don't be offended by the degrees and the licenses. And yes, all those hard things we worked for, but we're here for you. And so it is your right to ask every question you need to ask to make sure it is the right fit for you. And again, it may take a few tries. And again, it doesn't mean that you're a bad person or that therapist is a bad person either. It just means that, you know what, they may not be the right person to guide you on your journey. Um, so I wanna leave you with a, free, a few resources. Uh, psychologytoday.com is a resource where you can view various therapists and you can even input your area by your zip code, your city and your state to find the therapist nearest you. You can also go to therapyforblackgirls.com and therapyforblackmen.org. Please seek these resources out. They are awesome. There's some wonderful very experienced therapists on these sites, some of which are my beautiful colleagues, and I know the hard work that they do, and they are waiting to hear from you. Okay, so I'm not gonna take any more of your time because I know you can't rush to, can't wait to get to that computer, right? And search out that therapist. So I'm not going to say anything further. If you want to, Tell me about your experience. I would love to hear about it. Please email me at virtualcouchpodcast1 at gmail.com. And happy hunting. Take care. Wow, I think my mind was just blown. 
Self-mutilation as a symptom of fatherlessness is a biggie. And a lot of times it can go unaddressed due to the present sexualized culture that we're currently in, right? It's so damaging because it actually has generational implications. So what I mean by that is that you have a girl who may be looking towards her mother for standards of how to date, how to relate to men. And if her mother is using sex to relate to men, what do you think that daughter is usually going to learn? And she may perpetuate that same behavior. Not saying that can happen all the time, but if that's her only standard and her only guidance, then a lot of the times that is the case and the cycle goes on and on and on. So what are the psychological effects of an absent father? Now, I spoke about this before, depression, suicide, eating disorders, obesity, early sexual activity, addiction, difficulty building and holding on to loving relationships are all side effects of having an absent father. And again, having an absent father doesn't always mean physically, it can mean emotionally too, right? So let's go ahead and um, let's get into, and some of these I've already kind of read to you. So let's go into it again. Number one, fatherless daughters have self-esteem issues, okay? So according to Deborah Maskovich, an author and divorce consultant, kids often blame themselves when dad leaves the home and become less involved in their lives. When they aren't given an explanation about why dad left, excuse me, they make up their own scenario and jump to the conclusion that it's their fault and that they're unlovable. And that's a biggie because when the first person in your life that should have showed you love, which is your father and your mother, but in this case, your father, it somehow sets the stage of how you relate to men later on. Now, of course, there's always exceptions to the rule, but nine times out of 10, it's gonna be like this. This is especially true for daughters. Countless studies have shown that fatherlessness has an extremely negative impact on daughter's self-esteem. Her confidence in her abilities and value as a human being can be greatly diminished if her father isn't there. Academically, personally, professionally, physically, socially, and romantically. A woman's self-esteem is diminished in every setting if she did not form a healthy relationship with her father. Number two, daughters with absent fathers struggle to build and maintain relationships. Now, according to Pamela Thomas, author of Fatherless Daughters, a book that examines how women cope with the loss of a father via death or divorce, women who who grew up with absent dad, dads find it difficult to form lasting relationships. Because they were scarred by their dad's rejection of them, they don't want to risk getting hurt again. And that happens a lot. You have what we call the track stars or the runners and the ones who consciously or unconsciously avoid getting into relationships with people because they don't want to be hurt. So what usually happens, they form superficial relationships in which they reveal little of themselves, very shallow, and put in little effort in getting to know other people because they're scared of being rejected. Now, they may also become promiscuous as a way of getting male attention without becoming too emotionally involved. On the other hand, you have some who may get too emotionally involved for a relationship that only was based on sex. And that happens a lot. You have those women who 
they use sex to, I think, to feel. I think they're numb and they and they want to feel. They want to feel needed and they want to feel loved. But the other partner is basically saying, this is all it was. It was only physical. And so you have a lot of that going on here. And it's not age specific <laughs> because I see women who are in their 40s and up um, still are having issues with this. And this is sad because you would think at this age, they should be at a place where they're teaching the younger women how to basically protect and respect themselves. And so there's a lot of work still need to be done, even at these ages, you know, um, older age. So again, in the words of Aaliyah, age is nothing but a number. Throwing down is nothing but a thing. I'm just, I'm kidding. <laughs> but in all seriousness, yes, um, it's not age specific. Um, we can... Um, all benefit from therapy, right? Even therapists. Um, and so we don't just arrive at just because we arrived at a certain age. Okay. I'm just saying just because you are in your forties, fifties and in, um, above doesn't mean that you're moving in this world in a healthy way. And, uh, it's never too late to get healthy. I'll just say that. Okay. You just got to make a conscious effort to do so. Um, a situationship or sexuationship, as I call it, many are acting out their abandonment and rejection issues. And the reason why I just want to stick a pen in this real quick is because a lot of times these same women, because I have to give equal smoke, they want to blame the men for what they normally got into. And I'm just going to be honest with you, instead of looking in the mirror, it, it just is what it is. And you have to take um, accountability and you have to be responsible for yourself and your actions. Um, and the last time I checked, sex never changed a man's mind and, and, into wanting you. <laughs> and, and, and excuse me, and, and never will. I'm just going to be honest with you. So you played the fool if you are continually move, moving in that way. And um, I'm sorry, especially if you're at an older age where you should be teaching the younger women how to, how to move. I'm just going to be honest with you. Um, women with absent fathers are more likely to also have eating disorders. And that's in the form of anorexia, nervosa, bulimia, binge eating, body dysmorphia. These are all unhealthy um, ways and one um, is preoccupied with food and body weight, excuse me, and eating disorders. And I will say this because a lot of you guys may not know this, but eating disorders is usually rooted and a person's lack of control. They have a lack of control over their lives. So they may um, binge eat, they may overeat. It's also a sign of depression. But um, when you are purposely vomiting, you know, in your um, bulimia, binge eating and all of those things, <clears throat> excuse me again, it is usually a sign that they don't have um, control of their lives. And this is the only way that they can find some sort of control. Okay. I've worked a little bit with this population, not a lot, but uh, enough to know what some of the issues are. And a lot of um, these individuals have dealt with some type of trauma as well. Number four, um, daughters of absent fathers are more, more prone to depression, as I said that before. So not surprisingly, girls who grew up with dads who were emotionally or physically absent are more likely to struggle with depression as adults. Um, also anxiety, but we're going to speak on depression here. 
Because they fear abandonment and rejection, these women often isolate themselves emotionally. They avoid healthy romantic relationships because they don't feel deserving and fear getting hurt, but they might jump into unhealthy relationships that ultimately lead to heartbreak. And this is where you see a lot of women dealing with heartbreak after heartbreak after heartbreak because they're all trying to fill a void. They're depressed and a lot of times they're filling a void. And again, again, I have to say I have to give equal smoke because you need to be vetting people. You can't be going into a relationship to get something that you should already be going into. I try to let people know when you go into a relationship, you should be giving something. You should be looking to get give something and not get something. Because um, sometimes you just have unrealistic expectation and you get heartbroken after, you know, heartbreak after heartbreak. That's just, just going to happen because you're going in um, with the wrong footing. You're going in trying to fill a void that should already been filled with you. Self-esteem is called self-esteem because what? It's self-esteem. It's something that you should be doing yourself to fill yourself, okay? All righty. Um, in either scenario, the woman or the women are in emotional peril and frequently become depressed. If they don't deal with the cause of their sadness and absent of absent dad, they may never be able to develop healthy relationships with men. And that's just the case, okay? Um, dadless daughters are more likely to become sexually active early. And I stated that before. Studies have shown the many benefits that come from a strong father-daughter bond. Most notably, girls are more close to their dad are less likely to get pregnant as teens. They delay engaging in sexual relationships, wait longer to get married and have children. And when they do find a husband, their marriages are more emotionally satisfying, stable, and long-lasting. Countless studies have also shown that women who have unstable or absent paternal relationships are more likely to start having sex early and engage in risky sexual behaviors. Daughters are four times more likely to get pregnant as a teen if dad isn't in the picture. Studies also show that more than 70% of unplanned teenage pregnancies occur in homes where there is no father. Number six, abandoned daughters are susceptible to addiction. As with depression, eating disorders, and low self-esteem, the absence of a father can trap, I'm sorry, can trap a daughter in a negative repetitive pattern she can't easily break out of and turn to drugs to self-medicate and help numb the pain. She is more likely to find herself trapped in a cycle of substance abuse, for example. According to the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, fatherless children are at a dramatically greater risk of drug and alcohol abuse. Not only are kids in absent father, well, father absent households, um, are about four times more likely to be poor, which can trigger many negative cycles. Fatherless adolescents were found to be 69% more likely to use drugs and 76 more likely to commit crimes. So with all that said, as I close, can a daughter survive without a father? Now, of course, right? Um, but would her life most likely be a little bit harder and have a little bit more challenges? It might, because the family unit is a unit for a reason. I'm not one of those women who's going to say, well, you know, um, women don't need men. Absolutely. Um, I think we need each other. And I think we've come um, 
this long, this far in society with the issues that we're having now is because we just have this attitude, we develop and adapted this attitude that we just didn't need each other. Now, there are homes where a mother has to do it by herself because that's just what it is. You know, the father left and she has to do it on her own. But if she was given a choice, she probably would tell you that she didn't want to be in that situation. And so we just need to get back to wanting our families to be intact and just making better choices when it comes to our partners. Um, I'm not trying to be an old prude here, but every time we lay down with somebody, just think that that person can be the father of a child. And for men, if you're listening in on this podcast, that could be a mother of your child. There was a recent article, and um, I wanted to kind of briefly talk about it, that um, a lot of people who are having sex with each other don't even like each other. (laughs) Isn't that sad? And so you wonder why these relationships are um, are just crazy and chaotic. And now, now you're having children that are born into poverty and just chaos and drama and abuse and trauma. It's because a lot of times people are sleeping with each other. Not only that they don't even know each other, but they don't even like each other. And that is just sad. So... I'll get off of my soapbox here, and I just hope you enjoyed this podcast episode like with all of my others. I hope you have learned something here as I love to empower, inspire, and um, educate you um, just to be better humans and to treat each other better. Um, Because when we are better humans, ourselves, individuals, We create better families and better families create better communities and better communities create better nations and worlds, okay? It just is what it is. And so I guess the old school philosophy, a lot of times we, you know, coming up, we say old school is just, oh, that's just old fashioned. But I think it worked and I think we need to get back to it. Old school principles, okay? So enough of that. If you enjoy my podcast, I would love to hear from you. And please um, feel free to email me at virtualpodcast1 at gmail.com. That's virtualpodcast1 at gmail.com. Until next time, I am signing out and God bless you. I hope you enjoyed your time on the virtual couch with our girl, Letitia. On Letitia's virtual couch. You did that, Letitia. Letitia's virtual couch.